0: 10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red corner of the bright blue state of Maryland. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and can I please, please have the opportunity to talk about something besides impeachment for once in my miserable life? (laughs) I feel like I have to stay on top of current events and what's going on, and this is the only thing that's going on. I mean, here we are, the greatest country in the history of the world. You would think maybe... We could make some time to do something else. You know, like, could we actually do some good somewhere? Could we actually benefit someone somehow? Oh, it would be freaking amazing if we could get back to doing anything like that. Um As you guys know, the Judiciary Committee vote went exactly the way it was expected to, which was exactly along party lines. And I found that to be really interesting because it was just a couple of months ago that Nancy Pelosi, of course the Speaker of the House, said, and I quote, impeachment is a very serious matter if it happens— It has to be a bipartisan initiative. End quote. Really, Nance? Really, Nance? So, 23 Democrats, 23 voted in favor of impeachment. 17 Republicans, 17 voted against impeachment. Does that sound like a bipartisan initiative? I know you're not very smart. I've been listening to you for entirely too godforsaken long. I know you don't have a brain in that witch-faced head of yours. Does that sound bipartisan? Does that sound bipartisan to you guys? I mean, I I know that (sighs) you guys have more intelligence in your little pinky, in your pinky nail, in a cell in your pinky nail than Nancy Pelosi has total. But I don't think that sounds uh, very bipartisan. And if they can't follow their own rules, how are we expecting them to follow the rule of law or to follow the Constitution? It's impossible. It is flat-out impossible. But I can't wait. Now that it's finally made it to the full House, I can't wait for impeachment to be voted on by the full House and make it to a Senate trial. Because once it gets there, it is on like mother-freaking donkey Kong. And I can't wait to witness what is going to happen. Um, And I really hope we have the same kind of heroes on the Senate side that we did in the House. Doug Collins, my God, Doug Collins. This man needs to have a statue of him built immediately. He was such a freaking hero throughout the course of everything that happened in the Judiciary Committee. It just totally blew me away. You know, Doug Collins, to me, before all of this happened, was the old coach of the Chicago Bulls. You know, I didn't really know there was another Doug Collins. By damn if I don't now this guy completely eviscerated every single false democrat argument which amounts to every democrat argument of course because they're all false um but at the end of uh the hearing the night before they voted uh to send impeachment to the full house at the end of the the hearing uh chairman nadler said okay we're adjourned and we're to convened tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning." Well. He didn't even ask the ranking member, which is Mr. Collins, didn't even ask the ranking member if that worked for him or worked for uh, you know, his, his side of the committee or anything. I mean, he basically showed no respect whatsoever. And I thought it was great whenever uh, Collins came out and he spoke to the little impromptu press gaggle there um, that immediately he said that was the most Bush League thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And just the fact that, well, he is holding back, because I'm sure he wants to use all of the language that I, too, want to use right now, if not more so, since he's right in the middle of it. Um, but the fact that he was willing to come out and be so blunt, I thought that was absolutely awesome. And it was. This, this whole spectacle has been totally Bush League. And for Mr. Collins, uh, Congressman Collins, um, to put it in that kind of perspective, I think is just awesome. And from now on, I will be calling this the Bush League impeachment. Um, No offense to former President Bush. We won't get into any issues that I might have with him. Uh, Jim Jordan, uh, I knew he was tough. You know, I've admired him for a long time. But he left the Democrats that he faced in the committee with absolutely no answer for anything. Um, He was absolutely spectacular throughout. Elise Stefanik, who I think I might have heard her name in passing. Uh, before all of this started, but she became an instant absolute conservative superstar. This lady, this congresswoman, absolutely destroyed Adam Schiff in the Intelligence Committee. She put together a list of all of the times that Schiff had told different media outlets that we were going to hear from the whistleblower and that the whistleblower is going to testify and that we were going to hear the whistleblower testify soon. And she read... She didn't read them all. I think she had 10 or 12 pages, and I think she might have made it through two or three. But she read them one right after another, and Schiff had absolutely no answer. He just sat there with his beady little bug eyes bulging out of his head, looking like somebody was just absolutely dressing him down, because she was. And she did a spectacular job of it. Um, I thought that was absolutely amazing. And, of course, the whistleblower testifying was a complete lie, just like every other time Adam Schiff opens his mouth. I know I've told you guys this a bunch of times. But he at one point said that he had seen evidence that absolutely proves that Trump colluded with Russia. Now, I I don't know about you. I'm still waiting for this. I haven't seen it yet. Um, If you guys have, if he's posted it somewhere, and I just missed the link, if you could tag me in that, that would be awesome because I would like to go see that. Um, And I remind him pretty much every day on Twitter that I haven't seen that yet. And the reason that it hasn't been seen is because it flat out doesn't exist, you know, which is a lot like the whistleblower. Flat out doesn't exist. Totally made up by Schiff. And, you know, to to continue to prosecute this president, or as I like to say, persecute this president, because that's what it is. You prosecute somebody who has actually committed a crime or potentially committed a crime. You persecute somebody who you hate. And Democrats hate this president. They loathe this president. They loathe everybody that supports this president. They hate the fact that you and I exist. I mean, they absolutely despise us. And they're afraid of us, too. And they very well should be. Um, Matt Gates was uh, another congressman who was absolutely spectacular while all of this stuff was going on. And all of these guys and gals made me so proud to be on the side of the aisle that stands for the Constitution and stands for our way of life. And my hat is off to them. I consider them all heroes, defenders of the Constitution of the United States. And I'm, I'm sorry, but as an American, there's nothing better that you can possibly be. You know, being the president isn't better. Being the Speaker of the House isn't better. Being the most powerful businessman or woman in the country isn't better. When I pass away, I hope to God someone will call me a defender of the Constitution of the United States. It's the best thing anybody could say about me. Unfortunately, the uh, Horowitz report didn't go very well, which I don't know why. I was expecting it to go well when he's an Obama appointee and was the inspector general of Obama's DOJ, from which we got, you know, we're going to stop Trump from being president, you know, from a compromised... FBI agent, the agent in charge, actually, who was compromised by an affair that he was having anyway. But under this IG's supervision, you know, I mean, we've got an FBI that is totally biased. We've got a DOJ that's totally biased. We've got a Department of Justice that is handing over what they know is a completely false dossier to a FISA court to obtain a warrant and three different renewals to illegally spy on a president of the United States. Now, I I grant I've never been an inspector general before, but the way I understand it is those people are supposed to inspect and make sure that everything is being handled according to the law and according to policy. And I guess it was the the policy of Obama's DOJ that, you know, we do everything humanly possible to provide as much false information as we can to improperly spy on and try to remove a duly elected president of the United States like it makes me so sick when i hear these idiot democrats say obama didn't have any scandals oh really really i think illegally spying on a president of the united states and trying to have him removed for absolutely no reason is a pretty large scandal and make absolutely no mistake about it and i know this hasn't been being talked about very much i've heard a few people mention it here and there but none of this happened without the full knowledge and consent of President Obama. None of it. But like I said, I was thoroughly disgusted with the report that we got from the IG. The IG found 51 errors, 51 errors in the start of the Russia investigation. 16 of those were considered to be serious. Now, I've also never been an FBI agent in charge, but I Thinking if I was investigating the president of the United States for possibly colluding with one of our most powerful enemies, I would probably make sure that all my I's were dotted and all my T's were crossed. Instead, we got 50, 51 errors. 51! 16 of them being considered serious. But according to the IG, you know, these were all accidental whoopsie poos. You know, oh, we just. Gosh, we accidentally made these 51 mistakes. And I know 16 of them were really big, but we swear they were just, just whoopsie-poos. You know, I mean, we, we didn't have any agenda against the president of the United States or anything. Oh, please ignore that text that says we'll stop Trump from becoming president. You know, we we didn't mean that either. That was another whoopsie-pooh. The hell out of here. And these people just disgust me. You know, And I don't know which is worse, so I, we could probably go back and ask Richard Nixon about this. Which is worse, the people that actually committed these disgusting, unconstitutional, un-American offenses? Or the people that cover for them? You know, that's, that's the rule in D.C., the cover-up's always worse than the crime. And it was for Nixon. And it makes any spying that his men did look like nothing. I mean, he sent a couple of bumbling idiots into a hotel room to check and see what they could find. You know, this is the FBI, the actual FBI. This is the actual Obama DOJ completely fabricating a case for the purpose of a coup against the president of the United States. I mean... I, I can't think of a bigger offense in the history of this country. You know, if I'm wrong, guys, send me a message and let me know. But is there a bigger offense in this country than President Obama, his DOJ, and his FBI conspiring to illegally overthrow a duly and rightfully elected president of the United States? If you've got one, lay it on me. Because as far as I'm concerned, that is by far the biggest and it really makes me wonder about the investigations of quote-unquote normal people, too. You know, you got your 51 whoopsie-poos when you are checking into the president, 16 of those serious. You know, how many whoopsie-poos happen with an average citizen like you or I? How many whoopsie-poos happen to a guy who's hosting a podcast whose commentary is entirely counter to what they want us all to believe and how they handle things? You know, how many whoopsie-poos does it take to just make me go away? How many whoopsie-poos does it take if you post the wrong thing on Facebook to make you go away? You know, I've come to call the, the, the FBI the Democrat Gestapo. And like I've told you before, I usually think comparisons to Nazi Germany are pretty freaking stupid. But I don't think anything could be more correct This FBI was the brown shirts trying to take out Donald Trump because he didn't agree with President Obama's philosophy. Who else did that? Adolf Hitler did that. And yet this is what's happening in the United States of America and we're still prosecuting Donald Trump for freaking what? I held that one back. That was pretty good, actually. But I mean, it's like, here are these people that have committed these egregious crimes against this republic and against the Constitution. We're not bothering to look at them. It's all about going after Trump and trying to remove him. I guess for having the greatest economy in the history of the world. I mean, I guess that's some kind of serious offense now. And it's a serious damn offense to the continuance of the Democrat Party. I tell you what. The regular average Americans, the ones that Democrats absolutely despise to the depths of their soul, understand what's going on here. We understand who the beneficiaries are. We understand what President Trump has accomplished. Is he perfect? No. I don't expect perfection. Bill Clinton was actually a halfway decent president. He's a horrible person. Horrible. He's a decent president. That's what affects me, until and unless we find out that he was molesting underage girls that Jeffrey Epstein provided to him, and that's a whole different story. But he's a pretty, pretty decent president. He, too, like President Trump, took a bunch of people off the welfare rolls instituted the welfare to work program. That's a conservative ideal, folks. So, again, you know, I, I, don't, ex- I don't expect perfection, and Donald Trump certainly is not perfect. Do I sometimes wish an aide would take his phone away so he can't tweet? Absolutely I do. Has he say, said things at times that make him sound like a total dumbass? Absolutely he has. You know, grabbing him by the pee. I mean, that was just, you know... And I hesitate a little bit to condemn him for that. There is not a, a teenage or college-age male or somebody that is further along in life than that, who hasn't used that kind of language at some point. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's right. But odds are, you know, if you're a man listening to this, or you love a man listening to this, he has talked that way at some point. Doesn't make it right. But it's like, (sighs) Trump is not well-spoken, candidly. Now, when he's at a rally, I mean, uh, he just, I mean, he's Hulk Hogan the way he lights up a room at a rally. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of times that he said stuff that makes him sound flat out dumb. I know he's not <laughs> because he wouldn't be having the wild success in the face of this impeachment process that he is. But, yeah, he can sound like it sometimes. So don't think that I'm putting Trump on a pedestal. I don't at all. You know, he's a man just like anyone else. And he's been a good president so far. And that's what matters to me. But, like I said, I mean, it's just, it's terrifying to me that in a serious investigation, the most serious investigation you can possibly undertake in this country, investigating the President of the United States, 51 mistakes, 16, I'm serious. I mean, I wonder how many average American citizens are sitting in prison because of FBI whoopsie poos because the attention isn't brought to that you know that gets swept under the rug and nobody knows and obviously Attorney General or I'm sorry Inspector General Horowitz didn't do his job or this stuff wouldn't be happening but there's there's nothing ladies and gentlemen about this investigation that has been an accident not one thing all 51 of those mistakes deliberate they weren't mistakes all 16 of those egregious mistakes, deliberate. They weren't mistakes. Going in and changing an email when, I forget who the agent was that was in this this email thread. I think it was Collins that brought it up. But they were going through this email thread, and the agent asked, someone in the CIA, is Paige an asset of yours? And the person responded, Yes. That FBI agent changed that answer to no. To make it look like Carter Page was going to Russia and doing his own thing and conspiring with the aid of Donald Trump to do horrible things involving Russia. He's a CIA agent, folks. And speaking of which, you know, as long as we're, we're talking about those things being exposed, you know, remember how bad it was when Republicans exposed Valerie Plaine You know, the desk jockey CIA agent, not the field agent like Carter Page. Remember how upset Democrats got about that? Where are they now? It's the National Hypocrisy Party. That's all they are is hypocrites. Everything they accuse the president of doing, they are doing themselves. And how many times, folks, have I explained how the president has been railroaded throughout this entire process And Horowitz is just another willing participant. makes me absolutely sick. And the future of this republic comes down to Durham and Attorney General Barr. If the two of those guys don't rein in the corruption by the FBI, the DOJ, by President Obama's White House, President Obama himself, this Congress... And many of our courts, if they don't rein them in, if they are not prosecuted, convicted, and imprisoned, or worse, which would be my preference, the penalty for treason, according to the Uniform Code of Military Justice, which governs such things, is hanging by your neck until you're dead. I'd be okay with that. Extreme? Yeah. How extreme is it if the republic falls? And that's the potential here. Drives me insane. But it's going to get better. Like I said, it is going to get better, folks. President Trump is going to be impeached. That's not the part that's better. Um, but, but what is, is once that happens, it goes over to the Senate for a trial, as you guys I'm sure know. And at that point, it's done. Republicans have 53 votes. Democrats have 47. There has been absolutely nothing presented in the course of the Intel and Judiciary Committee hearings that is gonna sway half of the Republicans to jump over and vote, vote with Democrats. There's no chance. It's not gonna happen. President Trump is not gonna be removed. And that's great news, not just because I like President Trump, but it's great news for our Republic. Because if we ever get to the point where we can overturn free and fair elections, because one party or the other doesn't like the result, and I don't care who it is, Republicans shouldn't be overturning elections You know, if a Democrat wins either. And in retrospect, look how much better Obama was treated than Trump. Are you kidding me? Remember all the bitching they did back then? But, oh, you treat him so terribly because he's the first black president. Oh, you don't like having a black man in the White House. And Oh, how dare you disagree with him on policy, you racist? Yeah, I would love for President Trump to just be treated like that you know. And when did that change? When did you stop being a racist for disagreeing with the president? Oh, that's right. When we've got a white guy in there. I understand two sets of rules. That's what they always play by. But I hope the Republican-controlled Senate will call Adam Schiff. Will call Jerry Nadler. Will call Nancy Pelosi. Will call Hunter and Joe Biden. Because what did they teach us in these house proceedings? that if you don't show up or if you don't provide the documentation that the Senator of the House asked for, then you're obstructing Congress or you're obstructing the Senate. So call all of them. Call them all. Hope they don't show up. Because at that point, you can proceed with impeachment against them. That's how they want to play the game. That's how we'll play the game. We'll play by their rules, sometimes. But we've got to win this fight, folks. We've got to win this fight one way or the other. Something else that struck me when I was doing the research for the show this week is that Hillary Clinton was having a lot of money funneled into the Clinton Foundation while she was the Secretary of State. And that wasn't a big secret. I think we all knew that. What I didn't know was that the top donor to the Clinton Foundation during her time as Secretary of State? I'll let you guess Ukraine three times, and the first two don't count. Yes, it was Ukraine. The top donor to the Clinton Foundation, while she's Secretary of State, Ukraine. Think they got preferential treatment? Think they felt an obligation to help her out? Think maybe we should be hearing about this on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, anywhere? Where's this? Where is it? Who else is talking about this? Have you heard this anywhere else? And I tell you guys all the time how grateful I am for each and every one of you that listens to this show. But damn it, there are not enough people that listen to something like this. It should be all over the airwaves. And there's one tiny little podcast putting it out there. And I'm proud to be putting this stuff out. I'm proud to be doing things that the mainstream media is not doing. And even some things that Rush and Hannity and, you know, some of those other guys, Mark Levin. Even stuff that they're not doing. Stuff that they're not bringing to light. You want to start talking about corruption involving Ukraine? Let's start right there. The top donor, the top donor to the Clinton Foundation, while Hillary Clinton is Secretary of State, is Ukraine. Oh, they felt an obligation to help her. And they did. And that's why Ukrainian court found that Ukraine interfered in our election on behalf of Hillary Clinton. Their court said that. Their president apologized to Donald Trump when he took office because they had interfered on Hillary's behalf. That's a Politico story. Look it up. I think I told you guys about that before. Ukraine apologized to us because they interfered to help Hillary in our election. I'm sorry. I thought that foreign interference in our elections was a bad thing. So where we have evidence that it happened, we're leaving it alone. That's all well and good. That's fine, because you have a D after your last name. So our biased DOJ is going to let you slide. Not only that, they're probably all afraid of being murdered. I'm sorry, suicided. Of course, whipsy-poo accidentally. But it's just ridiculous, folks, and I'm tired of it. And I know you've put up with me getting emotional, and I, I know you've put up with me using language that I probably shouldn't. But this country, I don't know. I'm not going to be arrogant and say that I love this country more than anyone. That's probably not true. I like to think that it is, but it's probably not. And when I look at men and women that have sacrificed their lives or their quality of life so that I can live and speak freely, yeah, they probably love the country more than I do. God bless each and every one of them. This country is part of my soul. This country is part of my soul. And I hope it matters when I'm dead and gone and hardly anybody remembers me. I hope it matters too that my soul was a part of this country. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwalt. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, evening, night, whatever it may be, to join me. I am always grateful for that. You guys also know that I like your input. Um, If you go to Anchor, um, the Anchor app or anchor.com or anchor.fm, I believe it is, you can actually send me a voice message there. If you have something that you would like to tell me about the show, if you have commentary for the show, I would love to have it. Um, And you know that you can also reach me on Twitter as the Treehouse of Liberty podcast or at Treehouse1776 at Treehouse1776. You can also contact me at the Treehouse of Liberty podcast on Facebook or send me a personal email. And my email account is jd, F as in Frank, O-R, N as in Nancy, W-A-L-T as in Tom at gmail.com. I certainly would appreciate any way that you guys choose to contact me. Let's talk about this, folks. Tell me where I'm wrong. You know, tell me where I'm wrong. I like honest criticism. I thrive on that, really. I don't really enjoy people telling me I'm doing a good job at something. It embarrasses me, honestly. Not that I don't appreciate the gesture, but it doesn't help me. It doesn't help me learn. It doesn't help me grow. It doesn't help me get better. And that's what I always want to do. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much And I'm gonna add a little something to my tagline this week that's gonna become a permanent part of the show. I'm asking you all to remember the 22. There's approximately 22 veterans that take their lives every day in this country. That number is far too many until it's zero, it's too many. I want you to remember those men and women, the people that win the battle at, at wherever they are and then unfortunately lose the battle when they come home. They need our thoughts, they need our prayers and so do their families. Remember the 22 folks. Love you all very much. Thanks for listening. Take care.